Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, here with 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. And today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and out every day. Six great flavors of slushies and the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Adam Rittenberg in a moment. Our play-by-play call of the day. Kyle Trask, who declared today for the NFL draft, serves up a dud against Oklahoma. Trask stays in the shotgun. They'll fake the gin. Looks to the opposite side. Left side. Picked off by Norwood. Trey Norwood has green grass in front of him, and he'll take it to the house. A pick six from Trey Norwood. And Oklahoma has been shot out of a cannon to start this game. It's one of my friends in the business, Toby Rowland, with the call last night on the Oklahoma Radio Network. Been on Toby's show many times. Guy that's been on our show many times is Adam Rittenberg. Adam, welcome. Happy New Year to you, your friends, your family. Thank you so much for all the time you give us, all the time. You bet, Steve. Happy New Year, man. Thanks. Appreciate that. Well, the college football playoff is tomorrow. We had what turned out to be, in some ways, an irrelevant-feeling Cotton Bowl last night. Uh, do you feel like, you know, in the world of unintended consequences, the college football playoff has had some unintended consequences? Well, yes. I mean, I, don't, I mean, and I, I don't know if this was something that really should surprise anyone, but it has certainly placed less value on the other bowl games. It's something that Nick Saban said when the system was launched um, that you know, all the attention would be on the playoff, and it's why I think the playoff ultimately will expand uh, to get more bowl games or more teams and players involved instead of uh, this trend of opting out continuing at the rate that it that it has. Um, you know, you just don't want to see games like last night. I mean, once you knew who was out for Florida. It just didn't become a very appetizing contest, and it wasn't. Um, and that's unfortunate because it's hard to really draw any conclusions out of a game like that. But uh, not a huge surprise given the trends in a year like this and the fact that only four teams have an opportunity to play for a championship. Which brings us to the next part. To my knowledge, Adam, there has never been an opt-out of anybody playing in the college football playoff. Uh, would expanding it give us a better product because you would not have opt-outs in all likelihood if they went that direction? Yes, uh, absolutely. And I think, again, you have to figure out, are you still going to have the first round of the playoffs in bowl games? And if so, you're basically making four meaningful bowl games instead of just two. Um, And so that would certainly, uh, I think, increase the appeal at this time of year. But then are you going to go two more weeks into January um, because the traditional bowl games are right around New Year's Day. Um, so do you have a, a quarterfinal round now? Do you have a quarterfinal round earlier? Um, those are all things that need to be worked out. But certainly, um, you know, to, to have uh, increased meaningful postseason opportunities would likely continue that trend that you mentioned, Steve, where you don't have players opting out when they have a chance to win a national championship. 
What would you advocate, Adam? I mean, you've thought about this. You're, you're somebody that's always been a forward thinker in my mind. What What do you think works best for everybody across the board and makes the sport better? Well, I, I think an expanded playoff absolutely does make the sport better. I, 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 uh, I'm a bit torn because I would love to see playoff games on campus as well. I think it would be so cool just to, for the different uh, areas of college football you know that would really incentive everyone says oh it's going to ruin the regular season well if, if you're a top seed if you're ohio state and you can get a southern team coming to columbus right now that's a huge advantage for you in the first round so you know i, I don't know if it's that i don't know if it's just creating these bowl environments and and, and, and expanding that into four quarterfinals instead of two semifinals and then figuring out what you do with the semifinals and then the national title game you know, how do you handle the NFL playoffs? How do you handle, you know, the start of the, the new semesters in some cases, although I think that's overblown. Um, so, I, you know, I, that, that, that's where I am. I mean, I, 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 I just want to see it go to eight because I think it'll be more of a true national playoff. It'll, it'll bring in more of the country. It'll create more opportunities for the group of five. Will it create more teams that can win the national title? Steven, you and I both know the answer to that. Absolutely not. The same teams right. are going to win the national title. It's going to be a very mm-hmm. small group of teams. So it's not about, oh, my God, we're going to have all these different champions. No, it's about access and opportunity, plain and simple, and making the postseason better than it is right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, uh, there are two points I want to get to. Let's start about the relevancy of the regular season. To me, one of the uh, problems with the argument of relevancy of the regular season is you and I both know, Adam, by September 30th, a lot of teams are now out of it. By Halloween, virtually everybody's out of it, except for a select few. I think it would actually create more relevance on the regular season. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, even if you do, you know, decide. And I'm not a huge fan of this, but if you just decide to go conference champions only, you know, a team as long as a team is in a, in a, in position to, as long as they're not eliminated, they still have a chance at the playoff. Now, I don't really want to see you know a, a two loss Oregon team like this year out of the Pac-12 get into right. the playoff just because it happens to be in the Pac-12. So I, but but it, I think to your point, certainly would keep a lot more people interested for longer because you're right. Right now, most of the teams, most of the teams are eliminated before the ball's even kicked. Let's face it. Yeah. You, 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 you love college football because you love your alma mater. You love going to the games. It's a family tradition, whatever the reason. Uh, most college football fans don't appreciate When it comes to car buying, because- there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC. Yeah, I was saying uh, uh, no, no college. Most college football fans don't go into it, you know, being obsessed with the national championship because only a few fan bases can realistically do that. Now, here's one of the great quote uh, under the category of old expression: "White lies" that is told all the time. Everybody, when the season begins, has a shot at it. You and I both know. Okay, immediately you've got 65 teams that have no shot at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, half the pool's eliminated <laughs> before yeah. they even kick the ball off. Right. And, and, and see, that would be the one thing. Again, I'm not a big automatic berth fan in an expanded playoff, but the one group that absolutely should have a seat every year is a group of five. So you know, this year would be Cincinnati, or you know, maybe it would have been Coastal Carolina or, or Louisiana if they hadn't lost again. You know, whoever it is. I'd love to see that team at least know, okay, if we win our conference and we beat some big boys in the preseason, uh, their non-conference season, we have a chance to be part of the playoffs. I'm fine with that. 
Um, and then the rest of the, the spots doesn't really matter to me as much how they're how they're selected. I think you're going to get most of the right teams in in most years. So one spot for the group of five, seven spots, selection committee, or however you want to do it. And and then here here we go. Let's let's kick it off and have a better playoff system. Right. Uh, so now let's go to the next part. Now this is completely speculative, uh, but let's face it: the NFL, Jacksonville. If Trevor Lawrence wants to go to the draft, they're going to pick him. The worst team gets the first pick. College football, the best team gets great recruiting classes year after year after year. Does this have a chance, under the guise, Adam, of speculation, to maybe spread the wealth of talent because more teams would have, quote, a shot of getting in? You know, it's hard to say, um, you know, because college football is set up the way that you said. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I, you know, my, my thing with the, with the lack of variety is that there's a number of, the, you know, there, there's probably a handful of programs, maybe three to six to eight programs that just aren't, aren't, aren't measuring up, aren't measuring up to what they've been historically. And if those programs were, if, you know, if USC was maxing out, if Texas was maxing out, if Michigan was maxing out, Florida State, you know, I think we would have a little bit more variety. You know, um, certainly what Alabama and Clemson have done is outstanding. And Ohio State's been the dominant program in the Big Ten. But, you know, there should be other programs that can push them at least more often than they have. Same with Texas and, and you know, pushing Oklahoma. Oklahoma's been you know, similar to Ohio State. They've, they've dominated their conference, but uh, you haven't had maybe as much success in the playoff as they would like to. So, you know, we, we just need more of those programs that are capable, Penn State I'd put among them, to be challenging for playoff spots. I mean, if you told me this many years into the playoff system that USC would never be in it, that Texas would never be in it, that Michigan and Penn State would never be in it, um, that Florida would never be in it, that Georgia, you know, Georgia was in it uh, one time, I, 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 that's not how I thought this was going to go. So I, I do think that there is opportunity for programs that have the capability to rise up. They're just not rising up enough. Right. Uh, all right. So uh, let's go to uh, you tweeted out about Penn State's transfers. They got a fourth one today. Uh, so in the world of college football today, there's the early signing date, then eventually now a less publicized late signing date in February. What does the transfer portal mean for programs? Because you and I both follow not just football, but we've seen what it's done in college basketball. Well, I think it means different things for different programs. You know, I think I think one thing that everybody has to understand is that you're going to have players going in. You know, even programs that have had great stability pre-transfer portal are seeing some guys go in, and now they have to decide how active do they want to be. You know, I was talking to a Big Ten coach the other day about this, and he was saying like some people don't do any research on the portal; they just take whoever based on a highlight clip or right. just the fact that they need a position. Like you know, he he thinks it's really important that you do your research on who you want to uh, select out of the portal, at least recruit out of the portal, because it, it's not just as simple as oh, someone went in, let's grab them. Uh, I don't <laughs> think that that works out most of the time. Most of the like most things in life, Steve, you know, most things don't work out. Most most of these transfers right. don't work out, and so I think that's important, obviously for the players to understand it's also important for the teams to understand in terms of how 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 you know who do they want to get out of the portal so again it's different for each you know some teams have been very successful i think 
Penn State has, has picked up some really good players. Love it, especially from Baylor, uh, given what, what you know the issues at running back this year. I think it was a really good addition for Penn State, but uh, but we'll find out. Uh, there, there just aren't you know there aren't as many guarantees. I think as when you recruit and develop somebody and you've you've been scouting them for two or three years in high school. Completely agree with you on the on that last point without question. But you know what what skews the perception of the portal was last year's college football playoff. Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts. Three of the four starting quarterbacks were all transfer transfer portal guys. And that's well, and where, if, that's where, yeah, that's where the, the perception comes in. Different. Yeah, the yeah. perception comes in like, oh, you can get instant riches there. I'm just talking perception now, not reality. No doubt. And, you know, in many ways, Russell Wilson started it. I mean, Russell Wilson, yes. you know, completely changed where Wisconsin was on offense. Even though they were a really good team before he got there, uh, he made them an exceptional offense the, the one year he was in Madison. And I think they, they brought in Danny O'Brien from Maryland, and it was they, a different they did. story. Um, and so, you know, again, for every Justin Fields and, and uh, Jalen Hurts, they're, they're guys that, that don't pan out. But I do think the quarterback spot, I mean, you saw it in the Big Ten this year with Peyton Ramsey at Northwestern. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, uh, Michigan State's hoping that the, the kid from Russo from Temple might be their answer at quarterback. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, the quarterback spot is unique because it can only be one quarterback uh, for most teams, at least. And so that's a spot where, you know, being smart and active in the portal can oftentimes help you. I mean, Jack Cohn at Wisconsin, he's in the portal. He's a guy who's who's won a lot of games. And I think whoever gets him, if it's the right situation, could really benefit from adding a guy like Jack Cohn. And the irony is uh, Peyton Ramsey had come down the elevator at Northwestern to do basketball. I get to the lobby and there's parents and a son standing there. He had a Gator Bowl backpack. I said, "Are you Peyton Ramsey?" He says, "Yeah." So I talked to him for like 20 minutes. Adam, he was that was his visit to try and transfer to Northwestern. So <laughs> talk about irony. Uh, how do you view tomorrow's games? Well, you know, again, I, I, I I'm very curious to see if Notre Dame can can keep it keep keep it close. I, I think Notre Dame, in some ways, even though it's it's going to be a real tough task for them. It's set up to to be in this game because of the where their offense is. If they can just yeah. control the ball, if they can limit possessions, if they can stay on the field, rush the ball, don't turn it over, and then just keep Alabama's offense off the field as much as possible, they're going to have an opportunity. Can they keep Alabama from scoring? Absolutely not. But they can limit the possessions. This isn't a great Alabama defense. It's a very good, very talented group, but not an elite defense. And I think if Notre Dame can bounce back, maybe they can be in the game. You know, Ohio State's the big mystery, right? You know, we've only seen them six times. Feels like they're still trying to figure things out. Who are they as a football team this year? It's just been such a stressful struggle to even get to this point of being in the college football playoff. But we know they're going to need to play better. You know, Clemson appeared to have peaked or is peaking uh, after what we saw in the ACC championship game, whereas Ohio State didn't look the part for much of the Big Ten championship game, especially quarterback Justin Fields. So interested to see how Justin performs. He's always kind of been second fiddle. I mean, he wasn't in recruiting, but at least in college, he's kind of been <laughs> second fiddle to Trevor Lawrence. You know, can't, you know, from the same state, can he outshine Lawrence? I thought Ohio State was the better team last year. They, they, they really let that game slip away. Uh, can they avenge that loss? If not, it's going to be the, the, the pairing that we're used to, Steve. It's Clemson and Alabama playing for a national title in, in Trevor Lawrence's last game with, uh, with, with most likely either Lawrence or uh, Devontae Smith having won the Heisman Trophy. 
Absolute pleasure, as always. Great conversation. I really enjoyed it. Happy New Year to you and yours, Adam. I look forward to talking to you in 21. Okay, appreciate it, Steve. Happy New Year, and uh, stay safe out there. Thanks. Adam Rittenberg joining us from ESPN. We will come back with more in a moment. The king in the final half hour. There's only one way to end 2020, and that's to bring the king in. We are nine hours away from Luke Catrillo's birthday. That is right. Considered a national holiday among many. (laughs) I can't believe they canceled the Rose Parade on the kid. We'll come back with more in a moment. (laughs) Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. No, that wasn't from that. It was um, five hours and nine minutes after that. 509, huh? Yep. Well, he is a beautiful little guy. Yeah, healthy, big cheeks. Yeah, and you know, and caught all the breaks in life. He's got his mom's looks. All right, so. Oh, my goodness. All right. The king in the final half hour. We'll have some fun with that. See, Adam wants to go to eight. I understand that. I'm thinking bigger. You know what? I, I want to expand what I said. Uh, uh, actually, take part of his idea. I think it would work into the idea I was thinking of. You go to 12, you can take the first round and play them at home sites. That'd be really interesting, wouldn't it, to play them at home sites? Then incorporate the six bowl games into the quarterfinal, semifinal grouping. See, I, I'm for I'm. See, uh, why not go big? Say sixteen, and I'm tempted to say that. Um, it's what FCS does, right? It didn't FCS at one point go to twenty two, twenty four. Went go to twenty four. That I don't know, but I, I, I know mean, it's Doug, what Doug Birdsong. Now. Yeah, yeah, Doug Birdsong would know that. Whether they went to twenty four in yeah, the last like, year me. or two, oh no, Doug will text me um, and let me know. Doug's listening all the time. Um, so if I thought they went from sixteen to twenty four, now they had to roll it back this year. I mean, everything is different this year. Nothing, nothing this year is normal in any way, shape, or form. And that's not an understatement. That is not an understatement. Nothing's been normal. 
But hopefully we can make the transition to a sense of normalcy as 2021 progresses. But I do agree, Steve. I actually did listen to your proposition with the playoffs yesterday, and I've been on the eight bandwagon. But I don't. I like this ten, twelve idea, especially now that Adams throw it in. Like maybe do the first round at home, and then and then go from there. I, I think that's a great idea, just to make sure you give the group of five in. That's why I've gone to three, but now I think ten would make more sense. So See, you give them all a shot instead of just three out of the five, but. I would go, and the reason I would go, see, I would go with conference champions, in other words, win your conference championship game among the power five you're in. Now, that doesn't mean, okay, that doesn't mean, like, let's take Oregon. He properly brought up Oregon. Oregon would not be one of the top five seeds. No, 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 no. When it comes time to seeding, you'd be someplace else. Oregon might be 10th. That's exactly right. Okay, they might be 10th. Uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma may have been fifth or sixth, but they'd still have to play that opening round. You'd have two ACC, uh, ACC teams among the top four. So you'd have two conference champions playing in the opening round where Oklahoma as a five would play whomever 12 was. And you'd have a 10-7 matchup between Oregon as a 10 playing whomever seven would be. Maybe seven would have been Florida. Maybe seven would have been Cincinnati. You played on home field, suddenly Cincinnati's playing at home. Now, Mike Oresco is really struggling right now as the commissioner of the American. He has just pounded the table. Group of six, group of six, group of six. They're one in four now, and we're in five. One in five in bowl games. Tulsa lost today to Mississippi State. Mississippi State did not wow the world this year. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Start the new year with a car. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Well, maybe use your stimulus payment as a down payment. And a great service department, great pre-owned inventory as well with that Sunray Motors guarantee all at Sunray Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunray Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. And today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Ah, yes. Imports Domestics Microbrews. Best selection of beer anywhere. It's a great weekend to settle down. Going to be a little bit of a nice storm tomorrow. Hitting the area. So you just want to sit back and stock up now. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Six great flavors of slushies in the pickle bar. Led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Stock up now. Matt, 
It's the final day of 2020. I will allow you to in- introduce our final guest for the year. Well, it can't be the one and only King. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, well, we can only go up from here. <laughs> Got that right. <laughs> I'm live from Studio 10 on the Stores campus. So There you go. Yep, just left the Yukon subway. I love the campus, but there's nobody there. It's a ghost town. So yeah. What are you going to do? The town is just totally dead. I'm watching Army in West Virginia. Boy, Army comes out and gives you a whack, huh? They're they're a tough team, and they block low. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you can just tell they're a tough team. Boy, Paul State blowing out San Jose. Oh yeah, they're just killing them. And that Penn State plays Ball State next season. Really? Yeah. Mm Hmm. Well, Penn State was supposed to play San Jose State this season. <laughs> uh, what a word! I, I don't like the stuff that they're. I don't like the stuff they're saying about the Big Ten. I know. Uh, I I think the Big Ten did it right. So. Well, here's the I, I, here, here's the issue that we have as of right now. Yesterday, they announced that Tony Elliott, the offensive coordinator for Clemson, will not be able to go because he tested positive. But here's the part that people don't realize. Yesterday was the last day of testing for Clemson. Ohio State has to test again today, and Ohio State has to test again tomorrow. It's because everybody is using their conference testing method in the college football playoff. So Ohio State is the one that has to test every single day because that is the Big Ten method of doing it. So yesterday, Clemson's, it doesn't matter what happens between now and then, Clemson's clear. Everybody's going, he's going. Ohio State's going to have to test today and they're going to test tomorrow. Wasn't there one point this year that the whole Clemson team tested positive like early, like in the spring or Oh, they had thirty. Yeah, in the, in the summertime, they had thirty-seven players test positive. Yeah, yeah he runs. I mean, the Southern schools that's run a loose ship. So, see, I don't. I don't have any respect for a lot of these guys. I've got a brother-in-law who's got COVID right now, and he's one of yeah. those who doesn't wear a mask. You know, right? And now he's sick. He's real sick. And, and they don't wear masks out south at all. Um, one of Claire's um, daughter's boyfriend had to go to a funeral in Louisiana and he walked into a place and there was like 50 people there he was the only one with a mask on Um, it's like that they don't and he said people were staring at him like what are you doing man (laughs) you know well I was in Blacksburg I was in Blacksburg Virginia three weeks ago and Blacksburg is, I don't know, half hour, forty five minutes from the Tennessee border. Yep. And, you know, and we 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 drove down, and we stopped at. By the way, Mrs. Rose and Mrs. Rose, by the way, good old Southern restaurant, very nice. But everybody was masked up down there. 
Now, now this is now this is down. This is Virginia, but that's still part of the South. Yeah, so they would. You know, yeah, yeah. It, and they were all they everybody North was masked. Carolina up. and stuff had trouble. People weren't wearing masks. So yeah, I, I don't know now. All I know is we got to end this stupid thing, and people got to just do. You know, whether you believe in it or not, I don't know. But some people are real douche in the middle. Yeah. Well, we. I think we're lo- I think we're losing him, Matt. So since we're losing him on connection, we'll try and reconnect with him, and then we'll do the picks in a moment. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Brewers Outlet. All right, got a lot of NFL to get to. Final weekend. The NFL ended up having no cancellations. There will be no Week 18. At least as of now, not, things are looking dicey in Cleveland right now. No, they're playing. They got their four receivers back. They're playing. Seriously. They're not going to they're, – they're playing. Yeah. I think they still will too, but – Oh, I, I think they've, they've got one one coach and one, was it two players? A practice squad player and a regular player? Right, but it's a couple Everything of big that, names now. Denzel Ward's the latest that just got placed on the COVID list there. Okay, Mason Rudolph's the quarterback. I mean, really, you're worried about Denzel Ward being out? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not that I want to give my, my pick just yet, but I think Browns are going to Brown. But that's just me. Okay, Mason Rudolph's a quarterback. I would like to point out one more time, okay? <laughs> they could go with Denzel Ward's brother. They'd be okay. <laughs> All right, well, let's hop to it anyway. Well, we might as well just pick this game first. Pittsburgh, Cleveland. King, what do you think? I got Cleveland. Steve, I assume that would be a Cleveland I got Denzel you. Ward's brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't like this for Cleveland. I get Mason Rudolph's there. I think Denzel Ward's brother gets a pick six. (laughs) (laughs) He very well might, but I still think the Browns are going to blow it because of the Cleveland Uh, Browns. Pittsburgh. Who do you have, Steve? I took Cleveland. (laughs) I got got some room to take some chances anyway, so whatever. (laughs) You might be right. I'm just saying. I... Uh, by the way, King actually won last week, three and one in his picks. Steve, you and I went All two right. and two. Way to go, King! And for anybody that cares, Suit went two and two in his NFL picks last week for his one and only huh? appearance. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, yeah. that's great. That's All fabulous. Right. Anyway, <laughs> that puts me at seventy-nine and thirty-four. Steve at seventy and fifty-one. King at fifty-eight and fifty-two. All right, back to the picks now. Miami at Buffalo, Steve. Uh, I like Buffalo. There's uh, Fitzpatrick won't be able to play this week, so it's going to have to be Tua's show. And I know Buffalo is an interesting team because I think right now they're the best team in the NFL. And by the way, did you see the Buffalo? Governor Cuomo is going to allow some fans to be at their playoff game. That's right, 6,700. And also the Steelers are probably going to have some fans, too, from I saw from our good pal from Jerry Dulac. nursing home. <laughs> oh, jeez. Wow. Ouch. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan at all. He's a phony man. Oh, 
<laughs> oh, anyway, what do you got, King? Uh, I got Miami. Miami has to win. Buffalo, Problem they're not sure that. who's going to play, if they're going to play the, their starters. So. The, the, uh, the problem I got, though, with Miami is that uh, I think two is going to be a good quarterback in this league, but he's not yet. And they don't well, have the option gonna have of going to step up. I mean, Fitzpatrick. Yeah. But Fitzpatrick's going to be a Patriot next year. Watch. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. How about that? You should That'd hear how they're beating up Bill Belichick around here. They're crazy. Is, uh, uh, I don't want to hear any more of these. You're your stinking. Uh, Spoiled Bostonian fans. They yeah, they, they, they can they take a couple so years. Spoiled, it's unreal. Stop they, it. They, I mean, yeah. beat up Bill Belichick. Okay, guess what? Hey, for forty years, your franchise did next to nothing, and then he comes in and wins six Super Bowls. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, the thing is, Tom Brady. That I'm not saying it. They're saying it. Tom Brady won six Super Bowls. Oh, please. Right. Get out of here. I mean, well, a lot of it's true. He's got a losing record without Lawrence Taylor and Tom Brady. I know, but have you, has anybody seen Tom Brady play this year? He hasn't exactly been stellar either. It was both of them. Like, Tom Brady's is. having a great year. Eh. The, the Bucs aren't going to go had, that far. Brady's had an interesting year. He's, the, he started out slow. Then he really played terrific. Then he slumped. Now he's resurrected himself again, so he's had kind of an up-and-down year. I mean, the last game he played, I listened to it on the radio. I, who the heck did they play? It wasn't even a competitive game. Oh, no. oh yeah. I was uh, – I forgot. Yeah, Detroit. <laughs> oh, it was Detroit. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my God. It was awful. Yeah, I Detroit. mean, he was just standing back there pitching and catching. It was like guys would go out. He picked who we wanted to throw yeah, it to. They were all open. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, you you see Donovan Smith. Donovan Smith, of course, played here and still talk to him on occasion. Chris Godwin's one of the great guys. <laughs> He's Godwin. Every time I would interview Godwin, and he was always it was usually on a Sunday, and Chris was always on this hoverboard all the time. He said, "Steve, I got to save my legs." <laughs> he had this hoverboard going all over the place. Then there was the big story about how the hoverboards would catch fire. And I would say, I said, Chris, are you sure? I said, there's these stories. He goes, no, no, Steve, I'm good. Mine's mine's, mine's approved. <laughs> but anyway, oh. if Washington wins the NFC East, I think they got a decent chance to upset Tampa. That's all I'm, I'm going to say. We'll see how things play you out. You may this be weekend. right. I, 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 I kind of agree. I mean, I am a Brady fan only because he's been around so long. But uh, he hasn't. I, I lean more towards with all the tools he has. Um, hasn't been the greatest year. But he's still one of the top ten quarterbacks. In oh, football. yeah, no question. Uh, yeah. So at the age of 42 or 43. That's pretty good. But that, that well, they're so they killing Belichick because they're saying he won nothing without those two. I mean, he won Super Bowls with the Giants, but he had Lawrence Taylor, you know. Oh, how many Super Bowls did Bill Walsh won without Joe Montana? True. Okay. You know, True. I mean, it's like, it's, you know, the guy, Belichick is the guy that, first of all, people forget the Patriots had six opt-outs this year. Yeah. Well, understand one other thing. He is an obstinate, very rude 
man when it comes to interviews. So he can be, and that plays well when they're winning. But when they're losing, it doesn't play doesn't well play at all. Well. He won't right. answer questions, and he makes fun of the reporters. You know, and it, 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 that gets old with people. They're like, it works when you're winning, but it doesn't work when you're losing. So. Go what cry me saying? River, New England. Anyway. What are you, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Anyway, I got, I got Buffalo as well. If they win and the Steelers end up losing, they'll be the number two seed in the AFC, by the way. So I got the Bills. Next I, one. I, th- I think the Bills are playing the best football of anybody in the NFL right now. Yeah. My only question is, will they play their starters? So that's all. As far yeah. as I know, I think they are for right now. I haven't I heard think otherwise. they are. You know, to me, this is a tricky spot, and I've talked about this for, for a while. I think when you're in this position, I would play my starters the first half and the first series of the second half. Then I'd pull the plug. Right. Yeah. Remember the old Indianapolis teams that they would sit them down for three weeks yeah. and they'd be, get knocked out of the playoffs in the first round. Exactly. Yeah. All right, next one, NFC West matchup. The Rams going south very fast. No Cooper Cup due to COVID. No Goff with the thumb injury against the Cards. I like the Cards in this one. The Rams are going nowhere real fast, Steve. Boy, I don't like either team. The Cardinal, the, I mean, the Cardinals really literally blew it last week against the 49ers. That's true, they did. It really did. Um, and you know how high I am on the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> well, Goff's not playing, so now you're happy. <laughs> oh, no, He's a I strange don't... player. He's 20 touchdowns, 13 interceptions in an offense that is relatively safe. That that's why that's why I sit back and go, what the heck? Um, I'm still I'm still going to pick the Rams. Why not? I'll go with Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. We'll go from there. King. I had the Rams. Then I heard what Matt said. Then I changed it to Arizona. And then I heard what Steve said. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go back to the ram versus the cardinal thing and you know come on now i'm gonna take i just got a feeling i'll take arizona all right next Steve's one got the rams matt's got arizona why the heck this game is sunday night i don't know why but you know what this this is the this is the most careless that I feel about an Eagles game ever as they take on the Washington football team on Sunday night football. Washington wins. They win the division. King, who you got? Well, my question is who's playing quarterback? Is, is, uh... oh, it'll be Jalen Hurts. Are you talking about for Washington? Yeah. Oh, Washington, it's either going to be uh, Taylor Heineke or Alex Smith. And I think Alex Smith did practice today, but I think it was limited. Mm. But yeah, that is the big question. But either way, I... I Actually, yeah, that is a big question. Because I think the Eagles could win if Heineke plays, even though the Eagles are going to be very shorthanded again. I love Hurst, man. I, I, I love that kid. Um, I got Washington. I'm obviously going with the football team as well. Steve? You're a hater. <laughs> <laughs> Washington has to win. I mean, you got to go with the team that has. And the reason I'm going to go with Washington is their defense. 
Yeah. And, yeah, and the other part, too, is I think you guys keep talking about Alex Smith. I think Terry McLaurin's going to be back. Well, I'll be big. So I think that's a big part of this. I'm going to go with the Washington defense to win. McLaurin's also killed the Eagles, too, ever since he's been drafted. And the next one, speaking of your stinking New England Patriot fans, <laughs> they host the Jets on Sunday. Steve. <laughs> I think this I'm gonna pick, I, I'm going to pick the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> King. I got the Jets. I'm not taking the Patriots. They suck. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> Guess what? I got the Jets, too. Clean sweep of the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Huh? What the heck? They lost the first-round draft pick. So the Patriots are ready to kick out of this year. Game. Just to let you know how 2020 should properly end. <laughs> That's true. Right? The New York Jets were picked by everybody. <laughs> what in the and heck? The Patriots suck. <laughs> yeah. Ah, that is. That really is. Uh, if I would have known that, I would have saved that for the very last pick. But never then, Lee, I'm not. Because we're going to go to the other New York team. U2's <laughs> beloved, <laughs> beloved Giants against the Dallas Cowboys. King. I got Dallas. The Giants stick too. So. Steve? The Cowboys on, will win Steve. the game. I'm picking the Giants. <laughs> the oh, yeah. Win the game. That's why I put the Cowboys question. will win the game, but I am picking the Giants. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> I forgot. Stupid question. Listen, I would, lo- I would much rather see the Giants win than the stinking Cowboys because then I have to hear it from them and, and their cockroach fans that they somehow would win if the Eagles somehow win their game with Washington and they get in with Andy you're, Dalton. Ugh. You're kind of a bitter guy. Yeah, it's been that kind bitter. of year. For the uh, football wise at least. But I so I am unfortunately taking the Dallas Cowboys as well. I mean I think the Cowboys will win, but I'm gonna pick the Giants. I have no chance at winning anything. So last year I flushed all my credibility down the drain to you win. Did. It was awful <laughs> man. It was <laughs> for years. He would. I mean, the Cowboys were twelve and one, and the Giants were one and twelve. He takes the Giants. Uh, yes, I'm aware. <laughs> that last year, out of nowhere, with no like, you know, forwarding or you know, he said Cowboys. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> was I That's correct? When we knew he was in it to win it. So. Uh, yep. Yeah. So now we've won it once. I can go back to my standards. <laughs> yeah. Good pick, man. Yeah, great pick, brother. Listen, I don't blame you. I got, I got to go vomit now once the show's over now that I picked them again. I need to take a shower. So. I picked the Giants. Dirty. I don't have to. <laughs> I, I just dirty. I just know I'm going to be wrong, but... <laughs> Hey, how are we doing on college picks? Uh, actually, I am last right now. I have seven right. I believe you, Sued, and the King all have nine right now, Steve. Okay. I'm ten and three. Oh, maybe you have ten. Oh, I think, yeah. I have to go back and look because I've been seeing the ones, obviously, that are done now. <laughs> Do you well, get it? I asked how we're doing on it. Yeah, somebody knew <laughs> what they were doing. I've been losing all year, baby. <laughs> I'm finally... <laughs> 
the view is better from the top than the bottom. Hey, my question is, when it comes to Tulsa and Mississippi State, do we go by who won the game or who won the fight on points? Who won the fight? I heard about the fight on the radio. Oh, it was an ugly, ugly brawl. Ugly. As bad as you've ever seen in sports. Really? Yep. Oh, boy. It I was awful. That one. Oh, no. It looked, it looked like our staff meeting. <laughs> hey, Happy New Year, boys. Happy New Year, Happy guys. Happy New Year, Stay guys. Safe. Happy New Year, everybody.